to Don't Do Disney Without Us. My name is Daniel. And my name is Zach. And welcome back to our little show. This is a show where we like to talk about all things Disney. Talk about the theme parks, talk about the movies, talk about Disney Plus. Talk uh, about everything but the sports. Everything except the sports. We're not very sporty people, are we? Uh, That's not even necessarily a true statement anymore. Is shopping a sport? Because we're quite good at that. I feel... I feel if there was a contest for shopping, we could probably place. You know, I don't. I don't think I. I wouldn't be so arrogant as to say we would win, but we could definitely place. Well, I would win. You hate shopping. I do. I hate shopping. <laughs> That's not true. I shop online. I know exactly what it is I want, and then I just don't like. You don't like going to malls, right? Exactly. I like catalogs. You know, which web is the modern day catalogs, right? Anyway, uh, yeah, this is a little show where we like to talk about all those things. We are so glad that you're here. Uh, season two, episode four. It says so right there on the top of my script. Uh, and we, today we're going to talk about what we did this past week in the uh, universe of Disney. We went to Epcot. Yes. What When was it? April 2nd? April 2nd, yes. It's a Sunday, right? Sunday, Sunday yes. April 2nd, we went to Epcot uh, to... See the final showing of Harmonious. R.I.P. Gone too soon. I will never Boo. stop saying that. So I, I think Harmonious is perhaps the best show they've ever done on Disney property. And on the entirety of property, not just at Epcot. I mean, outside of spectacles, right? Like when I was a kid, they had the bicentennial fireworks at Walt Disney World back in 1976. Okay. I was nine. But they, I remember they they led us out around the World Showcase, not the World Showcase, around the Seven Seas Lagoon. We were uh, all along the beaches on the Seven Seas and there were people with kites flying, you know, water skiers with kites with rocket, you know, fireworks on the back of them that were flying in and parachuters and all kind of fireworks. It was crazy. It was a huge, you know, blowout for the uh, bicentennial. But, you know, other than that, yeah, I think Harmonious is as, as far as the nighttime offerings at any of the Disney park, Disney, <laughs> any of the Disney parks that I've seen, I would say Harmonious by far and away the best nighttime show. That is that could potentially be a controversial comment on the internet. I don't care. You know, it's all about <laughs> personal taste. I just, hey, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The music in Harmonious was amazing. Uh, by the way, you can still get it on Spotify. I, I encourage you to go and listen to the Harmonious album on Spotify if you've never heard the Harmonious music. It's great. It does not include the opening and closing narrations, which I'm a little sad about. Yeah. Uh, but the, nope. the, the soundtrack itself is all there. Soundtrack is there. Uh, and the, I felt like the, the, the hated barges provided something that we desperately needed in Florida, which is water screens. We, for the, whatever the reason, I don't know the scientific reason behind this, but in California, when they do a water screen, it's, it's nice and crisp. It, it, it looks really good when they project things on it here in Florida. And my suspicion is it's the humidity in the air that it makes our water droplets bigger. And so we don't get that, that lovely mist, you know what I'm saying? We don't get the, 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 the quiet movie screen, we kind of get, oh, look, it's a movie being projected on water. <laughs> I was saying. So you're saying that uh, when we've gone to see, say, Fantasmic, which yes. we haven't seen, yes. we might have missed some parts. Oh, that's, that was bad. The uh, what, what I am trying to say is that this overcomes that by having huge 
you know, LED, I don't know what the actual technology is. It's not LEDs, it's, it's lights. But to have those huge jumbotrons out in the World Showcase Lagoon effectively makes it so that they can do those projections as as lovely as they do in California. So you had that. Uh, you had the, the, the arms with the crazy lights. And at one point in the show, they actually shoot at you with fireworks. Uh, it, it, it was just, that show it, had everything. It, show it, it is a little unnerving right at the end when they do the, the comets yeah. around the world showcase and they come out from the edges. And if you're standing near the edge, it's a little, uh, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, what was that? Uh, no, I thought harmonious was great. So which begs the question, why did they get rid of it? We don't know. And we'll likely never know. Disney has not come out yeah. and publicly said a reason for why Harmonious was canned. And I don't think, I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with the people not liking it. I, I don't think Harmonious was at a lack of, you know, fan. No, every, ev- everyone I have talked to, and granted it's a very small subsection of people on the internet and in the parks, yeah. um, have said that they loved Harmonious. Yeah. They, they hate the barges, but they love Harmonious. Yes. I, I'm one of those people that doesn't hate the barges. Why are you looking at the lagoon? Look at the pavilions. You don't need to look at the lagoon. Just spoiler alert, if you ever go to Japan and you try to go to that archway, there won't be a spaceship Earth over there. It'll probably be something out in the water that's not pretty. But uh, I, yeah, I didn't hate the barges as much as everyone else. But so I, I heard rumors, maybe it's the maintenance, maybe... It was just really hard to maintain those things. Like there was there, costing there, there were a lot of moving parts and a lot of electrical parts and maybe some hydraulics and lights and yeah. plumbing and yeah. I think the other reason may be that that show was kind of designed to be optimally viewed from one angle, i.e., on top of that three-story festival center that was supposed to have been built before COVID happened and upended the entire world. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe they should address that, right? Because people felt like they needed to be in that center section between the two stores in Epcot. Uh, or next to the amphitheater in America. Right. They, people felt like, oh, I need to be where I can get a clear shot of that. And let me tell you, we watched it last time. We watched it in Norway. We could not really see the chapa eyes we call it the centerpiece it was kind of off to a tilt but you know we couldn't really see it still a great show still a great show no and yeah. honestly once you've seen the show a few times and have seen the projections in the center ring mm-hmm. they, they 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 cease to add anything to the show and honestly I don't even remember what the projections in the center ring are at this point or were they they add on to so every you know there's four quadrants of harmonious well there were right so you could north south east and west you could watch them each one had their own set of two barges facing them the ones that had the ring in the center that ring just did a center it just it enhanced the projections that were on the barges so in the case where pepita comes out during the mexican set and her wings spread whoops hit your mic uh we saw the wings without seeing the center we could just see the wings if you were in the center you would see pepita's face right so it, it didn't there wasn't, there's nothing that was going to break the show, right? It was like, it was still a really good show no matter where you were. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I, we don't know why Harmonious was shut down. If you do, let us know. If you know a definitive reason, or if you have some speculation that we didn't come up with, what was that? Uh, we believe that it's maintenance or that 
people felt like they needed to glom into those two areas so much that they were like, well, this is going to be a problem. We right. should, we should make it. There's a, yeah. there's a loud subsection of people on various social media sites who believe that their complaints about the barges and guest complaints about mm-hmm. the barges played heavily into this decision. Yeah. I don't believe that. That may be true in some capacity, but it makes a great, headline for a blog, you know, a great clickbait. Kind of like any time that you call, talk about the Star Wars Hotel and you make sure you include the word struggling in front of it. Uh, the struggling harvest Star Wars, even though there's no evidence that it's actually struggling. Yeah, uh, uh, sorry, I, I just went off on a tangent. Anyway, so yeah, we went April 2nd to see Harmonious. We had a great viewing of it. The weather was lovely. The, the skies were clear. Uh, we had a great viewing of the show we were we were not in one of those areas around the world showcase where the speakers are so loud that they're distorted like we we right. had, we had good sound we had a great uh yeah i thought it was a good send off for a great show yes and we had uh we had a couple new friends with us who saw yeah. it for the i think the second time it's true second and final time our friends from another podcast whose name is Casey. you know it's it's like what do you mean you've never seen what is that? What is called? What do yes. you mean you've never seen? Yes. Yeah. What do you mean you've never seen? I know <laughs> it's without it being a front. This is very dangerous. I'll put it up on the uh, the screen if you're watching the video version of it. Uh, and and we'll, in the we'll comments link. description down below. Yeah, we'll link to them down below. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we went. To, what did we do the next night, Zach? We drove back to Disney. We did, and. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but there's a little restaurant at the Grand Floridian called Narcoosies. It looks like a, a gazebo that kind of sits out on the water. You can see it from the monorail. It's, you know, so it's, it's, it's about the size of a gazebo too. A really large gazebo, <laughs> yeah. but a gazebo. It is a surprisingly small restaurant yes. inside. Yeah, But they have recently gone through a, a, a reimagining. Yeah, they were closed for yeah. all six months, if not longer, a year maybe. Yeah. So we went and had a lovely dinner there. I... Uh, I think I had the the scallops. You did. They were delicious. Uh, even though I was like, to, and there were two two dishes that I really wanted. I remember the one that I got was great. So the the scallops were really delicious. They also, uh, uh, well, there was some. What was the appetizer that we had? Uh, the risotto. No, no, no. No, it was a rigatoni. No. <laughs> it was a brisket and ricotta tortelloni. Tortelloni. Not tortellini. Yeah. Tortelloni. And you had for your entree the redfish i had their their special signature dish which was the blackened redfish Mm -hmm. uh we weren't super fans of the appetizer yeah but the uh the blackened redfish which was designed by the manager on duty actually Mm -hmm. uh, his name was chris yeah uh was very good and i would definitely go back again we all, we had drinks and a dessert we had an almond crusted cheesecake and a yeah. couple of their drinks yeah um, several drinks yeah we had three yeah but for an appetizer three drinks two entrees and a dessert mm-hmm. after annual pass discount and tip mm-hmm. uh was like two, two, fi- 250 two, yeah just right at 250 so, so obviously not cheap but also good not as expensive as Disney signature restaurants can be. Yeah, exactly. 
Anytime you add alcohol into the mix at Disney. Right, especially at Disney prices. You're you're running. Right, if if you cut those drinks out, you're below $200 for for a a signature meal. Yeah, well below. I was drinking, you know, $14 glasses of wine. So I had two of those. So that was 28 plus your $15 cocktail. So yeah, 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 you're well below. So if you haven't been to Narcoosie's either pre or post reopening, I mean, they they literally just reopened April 1st. um, We would definitely recommend going. We would. Uh, look for, at, look for, at the, for a special occasion. Well, look at the menu on the app first and just say, it's a very small menu. So just make sure that there's something on the menu that you definitely they, want. They have something for everyone. They do lean heavily towards the seafood, but mm-hmm. um, they, they're inspired by the land and the sea. Ooh. So after we left our lovely dinner at Narcoosie's, we went over to the Magic Kingdom and what did we do? We stood on Main Street for an hour. We because stood on Main Street on our hour talking to people. Yes, we, we, we met yeah. some more very lovely people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were all there. Everyone on Main Street was there because after, what, two and a half years, three years? How yeah. long's I don't know. Year, after however long, years. 18 months, yeah. because the it, yeah. it started on the first of the celebration. Yeah. I would give it that. Yeah, so 18 months. So after 18 months. Uh, happily ever after. 2.0 is at the Magic Kingdom. And it's always scary when you hear things like 2.0, like, oh, what did they change? What did they do? It's they, like, the, the main show is is unchanged. Yes. They've the, added some stuff. They added some projections along Main Street, inspired Wait, by the ones from Enchantment. Yeah, and I wasn't wild about the projections on Main Street. They're hard to see, because we were on Main Street, so we stood a bit back on Main Street so that we could see those projections as well as see the castle. Um, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the ones on Main Street. I mean, they were, they were okay, but they weren't. They are themed to the section of the show that is current. They're an extension of the projections on the castle. Yeah. So whatever section you're in, you know, the Toy Story would have blocks and stuff like that. But, right. But they weren't as crisp. They just, they didn't, you know, and maybe that's just because you're so close to them and, you know. They, they become crisper from afar. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to see it from, I don't know, the train station and see if that <laughs> yeah. enhances it at all. So what did you think of Happily Ever After returning? Um, I cried. I cried at the end of Harmonious. I cried at the beginning of Happily Ever After um, just because Disney really does do nighttime spectaculars incredibly well. Um, and I don't know if my emotion level was amplified by it just being a really good show or if there was something in the air. I mean, there were lots and lots and lots and lots of people on main street and the, the, the roar when the show started was very loud. Yeah. There was an energy to it. There was, there was, these were definitely people welcoming back, you know, on top of the spring break crowds that were there. These were, these were a lot of annual pass holders, a lot of Disney fans that were there to, to welcome back happily ever after. Uh, and, and to the nighttime show stuff. I mean, yeah, I do occasionally think to myself how lucky we are that we do live in a place that does nighttime shows to this level, right? It, it kind of ruins fireworks anywhere else in the country. You know, when you go to New York City for July 4th and they have the Macy's Thanksgiving Day or the Macy's July 4th uh, fireworks in New York City, you're like, eh, eh, right. I mean, they're okay. You know, I was like, Disney just has a, you know, Disney owns nighttime shows and, uh, around the world and uh so just great. i haven't seen the ones at universal though we haven't yeah 
Maybe when Epic Universe opens and we go a year and a half later to avoid the stupidly large crowds, we'll see it. Yeah, maybe when they don't base it on Harry Potter, uh, we'll go. I'll go and see it. So, uh, or 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 maybe J.K. Rowling could die. Anyway, the uh, happily ever after came back, and was that a hot take? Is that a is that a a hot? We went and saw happily ever after, and I had a great time. Uh, you had a great time, right? The, the kingdom stayed open later that night, so we yeah. we didn't immediately we, try to rush out. We, we milled know. around for a while to let the crowds disperse because yeah. we were parked at the, at the Grand Floridian, which mm-hmm. normally we would walk back to, but the walkway's under refurbishment. I don't know what they're doing to it. They're not. It's they, a slab yeah. of concrete. They're, they're refurbing that last building, all the rooms in there, and that cuts into the... So the construction zone, because it's a four-story building, things could fall onto that walkway, so that's why it's all blocked off there. So we had to wait for transportation back to the Grand Floridian. Well, I mean, which, you know, in the form of a boat. That wasn't fun. I mean, that wasn't bad. We had a lovely (laughs) boat ride at the end of the evening. Uh, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I loved Happily Ever After. I I still... We had a conversation with the, the folks that we saw Harmonious with, afterwards and was talking about how you expect each show to kind of up the bar a little bit. And I feel like that was the reason that enchantment wasn't as liked Mm -hmm. because enchantment really upped no bars. It, it was a reusing of the technology that we had just seen in happily ever after, right? When you, when you follow the evolution of magic kingdom fireworks, right? You go from fantasy in the sky to, uh, Oh, we got a couple of lasers plus fantasy in the sky to, Oh, now we have, uh, close-up fireworks and lasers and, you know, stuff back behind the castle to, oh, now we have a whole story in the form of wishes, right? We have a whole, you know, a scored story instead of it just being a collection of, of songs with fireworks. Now there's a story, there's a narrator, there's, a, you know, uh, uh, you know something lovely about that. And then we up the game yet again with Happily Ever After where we added projections onto the castle uh, along with the fireworks and the lasers and the narration and the story. Uh, and then Enchantment, really just played on that, right? It didn't, it didn't add anything new, didn't bring anything new to the game. Uh, Harmonious brought, you know, the, the, the upgraded water screens and water jets and lights and, you know, uh, low down fireworks and things and uh, just cool effects out in the world showcase lagoon, right? That it, it brought that from the, the, the spinning globe of, of millennium celebration. But the, um, you know, I'm hoping whatever they bring next will again innovate up- and and update and drones. Give me drones at Animal Kingdom. Drones. Anyway, the or anywhere but just drones. <laughs> the uh, so I feel like that's maybe why Enchantment didn't get the love that it deserves. So I it was really great to see Happily Ever After again. It such a great show. I feel like when we were at Disneyland, I'm going to go off on a tangent here for a second, but when we were at Disneyland, one of the things I didn't like about the show at the kingdom there, which granted we didn't see in person. We watched a YouTube video to, because they weren't going to do pyrotechnics that night. So we, we still wanted to see it. So we watched it on YouTube, uh, a recording of it on YouTube. I, I feel like the, the projections on the castle in California for this latest show don't respect the architecture of the castle. And I think that's what works so great with happily ever after is that it's, it's not just projecting a movie onto the castle. It is assuming the shape of the castle and then having the castle do fun things that seem impossible, right? So when the, when the turrets of the castle are bouncing up and down during one of the songs, 
right? That's something that isn't really happening, but it's a play of the light. And because, you know, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. but it's the right shape and it kind of looks like, oh, the castle is bouncing up and down. It's a, it's a really cool effect as opposed to in Enchantment where we we're just projecting a shadow on the castle of, you know, the, the fairy godmother spinning her wand and everything. If you've never watched the video version of the show, I talk with my hands a lot. <laughs> Zach, Zach's over here just like backing up. <laughs> Like, is he gonna hit me with <laughs> anyway enough about that happily ever after was great we had a great time you also you emphasize by clapping a lot I and i need you to i do <laughs> not uh and then uh, so yeah go i'm ahead. gonna add one thing just okay. because i saw somebody complaining about this on oh, yeah, the yeah, internet yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you went to happily ever after's re-premiere mm-hmm. and you're upset because people were singing along to it you picked the wrong night to go that was gonna happen I feel like any given night there could be people singing along yes, with but, it. But especially on the on, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on, but, on the debut night. But why be upset about people singing along with the soundtrack? It's it the soundtrack is loud enough that you can hear it over people singing. I mean, it's like that's not it's not an issue of shush, I can't hear. You know what I'm saying? It was it, you can definitely hear it. I feel like it's a petty thing, like you know, somebody going to a, a Taylor Swift concert and screaming out the songs, or whatever. What do you you know? It's it's a thing. People get excited. People all music touches people in different ways, and people express that in different ways. And come on, people, let's get along. Anyway, even those who emphasize with their hands, stop it. <laughs> so we are one week away. I just realized that. We are one week away from the uh, Run Disney Springtime Surprise Weekend at Walt Disney World, which is happening April 13th through the 16th, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this will be my very first 10K. I'm running in the Monsters, Inc. 10K. I'm going to be running that with my sister. Also, uh, I have some friends from a podcast called Pod is My Co-Pilot in St. Pete that uh, will be running the race also. So I'll be seeing them there. My co-host from my other podcast, Mix Minus, Adam and his partner, Mark, are coming down uh, to watch the race. So it's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of people here. It's You're going to have fun. a whole section of really tired people in the Epcot parking lot. 5 a.m. in the morning cheering going, yeah, woo, uh, t- cheering me on there. Why but. am I not in bed? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got a great weekend like we're we're going over wednesday night so we're taking a few days off and we're giving them as close to the full and hopefully best disney experience as we can yeah so we'll let you know on that uh what what the outsiders think about all this stuff the outsiders outsiders but uh yeah we probably uh, our next episode may be late because we really realistically won't have a time to record or do anything till we get back into tampa on sunday so maybe a little late on our next episode so just to let you know. Uh, but uh, if you're going to be at the Monsters, Inc. 10K, then definitely look for us. Say hi. And uh, Daniel may or may not be dyeing his hair and beard blue. We haven't decided haven't that decided yet. yet. I kind of want to, but even any kind of dye that won't just immediately run out when I start sweating. Right. Is going to last for. You need semi permanent, not box color. Right. But that's that means that's going to my hair will be blue for at least a month or so. And I mean, I, I'm not all that worried about it. I mean, I, I don't have a job where I face the public, right? I just face my coworkers. So I, it's, no one would be shocked. And even then they're yeah. on, they're, you're on a screen with them. Yeah. All right. And then finally, uh, for us to wrap this up, this episode up with a nice little bow kind of all over the map here, but that's sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. Uh, Disney just announced today that the annual passes here in Florida will be going back on sale on April 20th for a limited time. So if you are someone who, 
does not have a your Florida resident annual pass and you are really wanting to get it, uh, or if you want the Increda pass, which I believe is the one that it doesn't that, require. That you. is the one that yeah. is the, unfortunately, and yeah. I kind of hate that they do this. You have to get the most expensive one if you live out of state. Right. So just to get you, get you caught up in case you're not currently, the only pass you can buy is the Pixie pass. This is the three ninety nine pass. I believe don't it may be a few dollars more. Maybe prices went up, but I believe it's around three ninety nine. It's severely restricted. Like no weekends. You pretty much can't go to the parks on any right. weekends. No weekends. Yeah. I think the entire summer. I yeah. Mean. But you know what? If you work in the service industry where you normally work on the weekends and you have weekdays off instead of weekends, it's a great pass to have uh, to go there. But that's the only pass that you can currently get is just the, the Pixie Pass. So going back on sale will be the Pirate Pass, which I believe uh, only really has summer blocked out. So it's, it's kind of like Easter, Christmas, and summer that are blocked out. Yeah. Sorcerer has uh, just Easter and Christmas blocked out. So you, you get your summer back with, with Sorcerer Pass. Uh, the Incredi Pass, uh, does it have blackout? It does not have yeah, days so. that are blocked out, but like to to prevent the uh legal issues oh, yeah, yeah. that you they had in California they they, yeah. they 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 mentioned that it is reservation based availability you yeah. can make a park pass on any day of the year yeah. if you wait too long and you are unable to make a park pass you can't sue disney over it yeah and in florida starting on april 18th you as pass holder can go to a park after 2 p.m. uh any day without a reservation except for the magic kingdom on saturday and sunday and honestly that's fine. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so those are going back on sale and they're going to go back on sale April 20th. So if you're someone who has been waiting to get one of these passes, make sure that you are ready to go on April 20th because they are not going to stay on sale for long. And I have a theory about this because I know a lot of people are very annoyed. And, yep, yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no I mean, no. Th- th- that was... <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> there was a bit of discussion amongst some folks on the internet today about how that creates FOMO when there doesn't need to be FOMO because Disney mm-hmm. wants to lock you into having your money even if you don't necessarily need the pass. I disagree. See, and this is, this is my theory about this whole thing. Like, if I, if I were given the, the assignment at work, we need to figure out a way to have our pass holders, you know, there, there are people that use, let me back up a little bit. There are people that use our pass holding system, right? That absolutely spend money here at the park. They eat dinner at the park. They buy drinks at the park. They go around, they, they buy merchandise. They go to Epcot and spend lots of money and don't leave on the front artwork. Of the park. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so they, you know, there's definitely pass holders out there that spend money and that we want to keep those pass holders coming to our parks because they spend money. But there are also some pass holders out there that just kind of automatically buy a pass. Like they, they don't really go to Disney all that often. Maybe they go, you know, five days a year, six days a year, just enough so that the pass is worth it to buy the pass, but they have no intention on coming over to Disney multiple times to patronize their restaurants or their shops or whatever they're they're, at best they're going to come at five or six days out of the year and the worst part about those is that you know that can happen at any time (laughs) those five or six days can happen at any time uh so they're kind of unpredictable and they don't really make as much money for the park as if 
people that were coming in from out of town without a pass were to take their place for those days, we would definitely be better off as a company. So the question and the problem that they had to solve was, how do you get rid of the people, the casual pass holders, and make sure that the people that are buying the passes are the people that are going to come and patronize your park more during the year? I know that sounds counterintuitive, but coming to the park more means you're going to spend money more at the park, right? So how do we make sure that this is an incentive for those people to come and spend money with us while at the same time disincentivizing those people that just use it for the sake of uh, escaping paying admission to the park, right? Or getting a discount on admission to the park. So if I had to come up with a way to do that, my answer would be you create a scarcity. You create it so that when the passes go on sale, they go on sale and go off sale very quickly, which means that the people who really want to go to the parks a lot, the people that really are going to benefit from them are going to be the ones that snatch them up because those casual people that buy them once a year are going to get frustrated. They're going to already have their five or six day. They'll just buy a five day pass or whatever they're going to do, or they'll go to Universal. It doesn't matter where they do. That's not important. The important part is, is that they you don't want them abusing your past system. And I hate to say abusing. I know that you just saw that the, the thing dimmed. It's yes. fine. It's fine. So uh, that's my personal opinion. If you have a, a separate opinion about that, or if you have a theory about why Disney would do this, uh, then absolutely uh, let us know. If you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment down below. If you're uh, listening to us audio only, or uh, you can always email us, don't do Disney at gmail.com and let us know. We'll be happy to have a conversation about it. There is a wide and varied discussion around the annual pass programs on both coasts. And yeah, and we, we have no inside knowledge. This is just me speculating as to, you know, well, if I were to do this, right. If, if my goal was to get rid of the people abusing the system and yet keep the system in place for those that were using it, this would be how I would do it. So that's just my my two cents worth. All right, let's wrap this up with our heroes and villains of the week. Uh, We started with villains last time, so we will start with heroes today. You started last time, so I'll start today. My hero, Bob Iger, in the uh, conference call, the, the stockholder conference call, was asked about Avengers coming to Florida, and his answer was, we would love to have the Avengers in Florida. And that's all he said. I thought that was great. He largely sidestepped the question, didn't he? Uh, You know what? He didn't say what you would expect him to say, which is, well, with the, you know, with the the licenses that we have in place, that we're, you know, that that's just not something that we can do. He said, we would love to have the Avengers in play. He didn't say anything. I, you know what? It's like, I know that that agreement goes into perpetuity, but it's not free. They do have to pay for it every year. And Disney has the right, you know, has the ability to raise those prices slightly every year that they're having to pay. So I guarantee you, Disney is raising them to the maximum amount they can every year. At some point, Universal will get tired of paying that money for little return. So I feel like, uh, you know, it's, it's a good thing to have, especially when you have your major competitor that is currently sinking billions of dollars in building a new theme park and may not be so uh, cavalier with their excess cash. Anyway, Bob Iger, Hero of the Week. Who's your hero? Uh, just the return of Happily Ever After and the sense, the real sense of community that standing on Main Street in that crowd actually really does make you feel. It does. Um, I know theme parks and theme park fandom can be tense and toxic and and mm-hmm. angry and, yeah. you know, but standing in that crowd on that night with all those people who were there for the exact same reason, it did, I mean, 
just really does kind of make you feel a sense of community. Well, my villain of the week was going to be harmonious ending, but I've changed my mind now that you've just talked about happily ever after. My villain of the week is the gentleman standing in front of us at happily ever after who decided to put (sighs) his young daughter on his shoulders two minutes before the show and then on and off during the show. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this for the people in the back. When you put your child on your shoulders, you become a 10-foot obstruction to everyone behind you. It is rude as hell, and it's just absolutely uncalled for. Hold your child next to you at your head height so that they can see, you can see, and more importantly, everyone else behind you can see. Especially those of us who are a little on the short side. I get that your children are important and they mean the world to you, but they don't mean crap to me. And I'm sorry, but I paid just as much as you did to be there and I would like to to watch the show without you becoming a 10 foot tall minute. And the worst thing about it is they're stealthy. It's just like, you don't know who they are until the damn show starts. But uh, anyway, right. I you, was, sir. I, I was, yes, you. I, I was standing there and he was, he was taller than me, but I could still see over him and then one of the people we were talking to poked me in the shoulder and was like hey and then suddenly there's a kid kid on the shoulders and I'm like if I were a lesser person I would knock that child off your shoulders so fast I really I feel like I should get a bullhorn but uh, it will do no good Uh, who was your villain of the week harmonious ending because it didn't need to end this quickly it was an amazing show and if harmonious had to die for happily ever after to come back i'm not sure i agree with that trade you know what They're both good shows but i am an optimist i am looking forward to what they give us next at a nighttime show at epcot i hope that it raises the bar i hope that it's amazing and i i have no reason to believe that it won't be so i'm going to just put my trust in those imagineers that the next show at epcot is going to be fabulous you could you, you could be really cynical and say that Bob Chapek had a hand in both uh, Harmonious and Happily Ever After, and he got fired, so... that Because that is the CEO's job, is to cor- the score and choreograph the fireworks for the nighttime shows. And uh, Bob Iger's just better at it. Anyway, uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so. Our email address is don'tdodisney at gmail.com. You can leave a comment on our video uh, if you're watching on YouTube or on Spotify. Uh, and if you're listening on audio, then I've already said that. And I feel like I'm just now repeating myself. But what is left for me to say? Oh, we have we have other social media accounts. We have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and also TikTok. And TikTok. we're learning how to use TikTok. So for videos, suck. Sorry in advance, except not really sorry yeah. because we're learning and we'll get better. Thanks. Yeah, but you can find us on all of those platforms with our normal handles. And also the information is in the doobly-doo if you're watching on YouTube. Anyway, all that is left for me to say is to please, please, please don't do Disney. Without us? 